You're listening to a BGE podcast. Friends and family gather round and fire up the barbecue. Let the smoke waft and float, that's what we're gonna do. You can't deny there's nothing like friends and family and food. Don't sit still, pull out your grill, we're gonna have a barbecue. Welcome back to another episode, folks. We've got a little bit to cover for you today, tell you some of the things we've been up to, some of the results of some competition cooks a friend of mine have been doing, and why I prefer one ceramic grill over another. Fire up the barbecue. Fire up the barbecue. It's that time again, folks. My name is Chris Peltz. I am the most interesting griller in the world, and we've got a packed episode for you today. We've uh, gotten some more feedback. I tell you what, you guys are loving that chuck roast. Oh, it's so awesome. So awesome. I love getting all the feedback. John down in Texas, Mickey up in Nebraska, I mean, it's just, uh, it's been pouring in, folks, and uh, I'm glad you guys are enjoying it, and I'm telling you, I, you know, <laughs> as a matter of fact, we cooked another one this past week as well, just because <laughs> we love it so much. I mean, that's just, it's just good. It's just, it's just good stuff. And being empty nesters now. You know, it, it while we do feed a lot of folks throughout the week at various times, uh, you know, sometimes when it's just for Michelle and myself, um, it's hard to justify doing a whole pack of brisket, even when there's so many things we can do with recipes or uh, leftovers. But I <laughs> that chuck roast though is just hard to beat because uh, there's a lot of things you you can do the same things even if if we ever have leftovers with it. But I appreciate everybody who writes in and lets us know. The email address is blind, well, sorry, info at blindgrilling.com. Info at blindgrilling.com. Shoot us an email. Let us know about the cooks that you've been involved in and doing. This, you know, I know Friday I told you it was a packed and crazy kind of week. So much stuff was going on. And I didn't even get into a lot of the things that were happening. I was at the grill store one day. My wife actually got called in to work uh, to, so they could do some deliveries. was supposed to be there for an hour, hour and a half or so. We ended up being there a little bit longer, and 911 called me. <laughs> yeah, 911 called me. I mean, I was like, you know, <laughs> I say that is like, I feel like there should be a Chuck Norris meme, you know, uh, meme or something. Uh, you know, who does 911 call when they're in trouble? But no, 911 called me and told me that a, a neighbor, uh, I, as some of you may or may not know, I'm an evangelist. Uh, I preach for a local church here in Springfield, Missouri. And so my name is as one who they would call for any type of emergency contact. Well, neighbors saw a woman trying to break into the church building 
and they called police. Police arrived, and there was a door open that they made entry, and a woman was inside the building and began to fight with the police. (laughs) I guess give them a hard way to go. It took a few of them to get her subdued, but they finally arrested her and charged her with assaulting police officers, but uh, nothing, no damage really was done to, or at least not inside the building. Uh, thankfully, they got there pretty quick, but, uh, you know, that was an ordeal and kind of took us away from some of the other things that we had planned to do. And, uh, but, you know, it's, it's just <laughs> things happen, you know, and sometimes there's some unexpected things that happened, such as that. Uh, you know, so there's that. <laughs> We've been doing some test cooks as well. Uh, one of the cooks that we've been doing, I've been helping out Nick, who has already got his golden tickets for the state competition for the uh, uh, for the oh, uh, worlds, I guess, that happens every year down in the Dallas-Fort Worth area down in Texas. And they have these little local state competitions, SCA state competitions. He has gotten a golden ticket for the steak cook-off portion, and he received a golden ticket for the ancillary, which... Different competitions have different ancillaries. He received his golden ticket for the ancillary for doing a bulgogi taco with a Korean, um, what was it called? It was a Korean uh, pancake as kind of the taco shell. And a, he grilled up a, uh, a bulgogi recipe that is from his wife's family and and it just it turned out awesome he won first place which was great he got his golden ticket for ancillary but in the meantime he has been planning this trip to alaska to do a state competition because there are several state competition scas that happen in alaska he went last year and he went again this year and kudos to him. We, we worked on a, a recipe. He took a recipe that I had given him for a pimento, homemade pimento cheese. A, and what I had done with it is a brisket and pimento cheese wontons. I had done the egg rolls in times past, but uh, I, I don't know. Something just, it. I never was able to really get the egg roll where I, I liked it. Well, Nick grabbed hold of the idea and the recipe, and he did some tweaking to it, and we worked on this because rather than just using regular mayo, we used the Truff Spicy Mayo, which is amazing, really, really good stuff. And so we made this homemade pimento cheese, and he had one of his briskets that he did for a a brisket class that he has at the store occasionally, And, and he did the egg rolls. With his brisket, with a little bit of sauce, with that pimento cheese that we worked on together, and then his egg rolls, and they were, and a little bit of uh, Alabama white sauce, sort of white sauce from Lane's Barbecue, drizzled. 
on the top. And they turned out amazing. I mean, they were so good. And it was just, you know, I had tr- I couldn't get it to where I really liked the way I was doing the egg rolls. Whatever, he, he, he nailed it, though. Not only did he nail it in our cook where I was just like, yeah, I'm going to eat this up. This is awesome. He goes to Alaska, and he makes for his ancillary this brisket pimento cheese egg rolls, and he got first place. First place again with the brisket and pimento cheese uh, egg rolls. Man, so congratulations to Nick on uh, his first place up there in Alaska. Wow, that is so cool. Um, and uh, and what's also really cool is we've been working on something else. He's going to be competing at the World Squirrel the World Championship Squirrel Cookoff in Arkansas this month, September 23rd. And, and I'll be giving some more information about it. Uh, Lord willing, I'm going to be able to go down there as well. We'll find out how that goes. And uh, there's there's just been so much happening. And sometimes every plan, all the plans that I make from week one week to another seems to get turned upside down and, and has to be changed. So we'll see how that goes, but hopefully I'll be able to go down there uh, for the World Championship Squirrel Cookoff in uh, in Northwest Arkansas, September twenty third. It's they've they've got some judges. Malcolm Reed is going to be one of the judges. If you listen or pay attention to any other barbecue podcast and and barbecue YouTube channels or anything like that, you're probably familiar with Malcolm Reed. He has his lines of rubs and seasonings, killer hogs, and how to barbecue right. That's all Malcolm Reed. He's going to be one of the judges. And Reeves, um, there, there's a a guy who has another podcast uh, that is going to be a judge that uh, that I listen to. His last name is Reeves. Just, just a really uh, packed line up for not only the cooks, but for the judges. And I really want to get down there. I think it'd be awesome to meet them and, and even record, uh, you know, do some interviews and different things. Uh, so we'll see, we'll see if that happens, but I've been able to test taste test some of the things that he has been cooking up with this squirrel. Oh man. Listen, I grew up eating squirrel. I love it. I like, I think it's awesome. Uh, I mean, you know, memories growing up, fried squirrel with biscuits and gravy for breakfast. That was that was a staple. That was a regular thing that you could pretty much expect if you ever were at the house for breakfast. Seventy five to 80 percent of the time, that's what you could expect. Besides the biscuits and gravy and eggs that more than likely would be fried squirrel, maybe some fried rabbit. Yeah, we'd have sausage and bacon, things like that. But uh, I mean, fried squirrel was just, it was just a given. I mean, that's what we were going to have. And, and I love it. We ate it up. But some of the things that Nick has come up with, you first of all, it's amazing. It's just amazing. I, I don't want to give away right now because this I know this podcast is coming out. And, and granted, my audience isn't so big that there's a bunch of, World Championship Squirrel Cookoff competitors 
who are going to be listening and trying to get the inside track on what somebody's cooking. But nevertheless, uh, let's just say uh, it, there, it, it, uh, an Italian and French twist all together that blew my mind when I ate it. Oh, oh man. In fact, it was so good. If if I went to a restaurant that was serving this, I would order it. And I know people are thinking, but it has squirrel in it. I, you know what? That's how good this stuff was. I would I would order it and eat it. And I can't wait to share with you what it all is, but I am going to wait till after the competition. <laughs> but I mean, this is dude, the, what he has done, what he's preparing is is not only that good, but I, I, it's just going to be fun. I mean, not, can you imagine? I, I've never, I've never been to one, but a, a world championship squirrel cook-off. I mean, that, that that's just got to be fun. That just has to be. You know, I know we've talked about fish fries and all the big festivals folks have, but man, Arkansas is going to be hooking it up. Northwest Arkansas, down near Fayetteville, Bentonville, Arkansas, September twenty third. <laughs> I'm excited about it. I really am. Uh, and I really hope I'm able to get down there uh, to it and uh, and hang out with Nick and, and be involved with what he's got going on because, man, it's so good. It is so good. And I'm sure whatever th- everybody else is cooking, you know, it, it's got to be good. I mean, to keep it going this long, because uh, it's been going on for several years, I think it dates back um, – I would say six years, if not getting close to 10. I'd, I'd have to double check on the history of uh, of all this squirrel cook-off competition, but uh, it's been going on for quite a while, and uh, yeah, it, it, it's got my attention, no doubt about it. But very quickly, one of the things that I got asked this week, Mickey up in Nebraska was talking about getting a flame boss to help control the grill uh, using, I think right now, an acorn uh, grill, which, if, if I remember right, is a cast iron grill, kind of an egg style, a ceramic style, but it's made out of cast iron. I think it's got the same kind of vent systems that the other ceramic grills has, and so the Flame Boss would connect to it. But the issue is there's no electricity outside, and wondering how to run the controller if you can't plug it in. And the cool thing about what Flame Boss has got going on is there is actually a lithium battery pack that you can purchase to run the Flame Boss. In fact, I have a couple of them because when I go and I do Egg Fest and other competitions and I'm hooking up a Flame Boss, I don't want to rely upon power to be there or have you know extra extension cords, things of that nature. So I take the battery packs with me. And I've used a battery pack even here at the house when I was first starting out doing the overnight cooks because there would be times when electricity might be iffy if there's storms coming through or something. And, and so I would just run the controller on the battery pack. And I've gone as many as 17 straight hours where I did not only a brisket cook, but that was for a catering job, but I wanted to do some other 
things for myself and, and the family that evening. So the egg just kept going. I just had the controller keeping everything steady and it ran for 17 hours, never missed a beat. And the battery was still good to go for another cook or two after that even. And then on and off, I, I added it up where I used it for another 15 hours, not consecutively, but a three-hour cook here, two hours there, six hours here, and and did it for another total of about 15 hours before I charged it. I don't even know that it needed charged at the time. So it, it definitely ran the controller with no issues, no problems, without ever plugging it up, and it worked great. And so the, the battery pack that they have for the Flame Boss is awesome. It's this, And that same battery pack will work the Egg Genius for Big Green Egg. Uh, and so you can, you can use the Flame Boss battery pack for the Egg Genius from Big Green Egg if, if anyone is running one of those controllers uh, instead of the Flame Boss 400 or 500. So, so that's awesome. So you're able to do that without any issue uh, or problem. And and the rest of the the rest of the time for today's program, I want to talk a little bit about the differences between some of the ceramic grills. We we've touched on a few things in times past, and I usually mention the three main brands of ceramic grills that I recommend: Big Green Egg, KJ, and Primo. They're made in different places. Primo is the USA made. Big Green Egg is made in Mexico, so still North American company, right? But it's it's Mexico. KJ, last I checked, was made, I believe, in China and shipped over. I think they were working on getting that changed, but I don't know if they ever did. So, so I, I I'm not for sure. I know their distribution and everything is in Atlanta, Georgia, just at or at least the so a suburb of Atlanta just like Big Green Egg Headquarters is located there in the Atlanta, Georgia area. And so they're right there together. In fact, they're not very far apart at all. And so KJ and, and Egg are generally the two main ceramic grills that folks are going to find readily available. Primo is definitely more expensive, uh, and I don't think you have as many options. A lot of the egg options and the KJ options work in the Primo grills, but they are generally a little bit more expensive. And so most folks narrow them down to Big Green Egg and KJ. Now, there are other ceramic grills that are out there, and I don't recommend them for a few reasons. First of all, the ceramics are not nearly as robust and, and insulate as well. The warranties are not as good, and and partly, which, listen, Big Green Egg, KJ, and Primo have lifetime warranties. If that cracks or the glaze begins to come off, they replace it, right? That That's one of the reasons why, yes, it's an expensive grill. Yes, it is an investment, but at the same time, they they will last you a lot. It's it's a one and done purchase as far as a grill smoker. Uh, it does everything, right? The most versatile cooking machine out there for those who love to cook with charcoal that can do low and slow smokes, hot and fast brick oven pizza type cooks, uh, breads, baking, grilling, smoking. All it does it all, 
right? These grills are are great for those who just want to grill or those who want to eventually expand into other things. But I understand that they are expensive. The problem with some of the other brands is they either don't have a lifetime warranty, but also because their ceramics are so much thinner, they, they don't retain the heat and they get a lot hotter to the touch, which one of the biggest reasons that I recommend the ceramic grills, such as the egg and KJ, is because you can touch the outside and not burn yourself as someone who's blind or visually impaired feeling around the grill. Whereas the metal grills and some of the cheaper ceramics, is, you know, you, you, you can run into a problem with that. And I like being able to feel around and not worry about burning myself and leaving skin behind. So, and I've talked a lot about that. But what's the biggest differences? Because KJ is known for their innovation. Camadu Joe, those, you know, they're they're red in color. I think they used to have some that were black, but they I think now they're all red. I know Primo is black, and then of course Big Green Egg is is green. They used to have some blue ones, just for history's sake, for those who have looked into that. And every once in a while, you can find a blue one. Um, and they've got some in their little museum at the headquarters, which which is pretty neat. Which I, I've been to, I've toured, I, I've I've did I did a class uh, at Big Green Egg headquarters and a fundraiser for Big Green uh, or rather for Blind Grilling uh, several years ago. And I've toured the distribution center of KJ while I was out at Atlanta at one point. Also, great companies, great folks. You know, there are some there are some differences in how they handle things. Usually with Big Green Egg, if there is a warranty issue, you can go to a dealer and you can take care of everything right then and there through the dealership. Even if they have to order parts to get them in, they'll take care of all that for you. Whereas KJ, you got to work through the corporate office yourself uh, and and shipping and and lot you know it uh, it. It's they do a good job with it, but I really like going in and dealing with local folks personally, and so that that's a personal preference. You're gonna get great service, and and your grills are gonna be taken care of regardless. And if you didn't know, yes, Big Green Egg, uh, you know they. It, the dealers have been very kind when we were offering giving away packages to blinded uh, veterans, first responders, and some others where they were letting us purchase the eggs at cost uh, for our packages. Uh, the uh, uh, KJ, I had talked to them at one point, had made a similar offer that they would drop ship directly if we were uh, doing a package and basically, we would be paying the you know cost, like a dealer cost. And so it was the same deal. So there, there's no issues there, right? They, they were willing to work with us in, in that sense. But again, I really like working with local dealers because I like being able to not only set folks up uh, with a, an egg, but to know that they've, there's somebody right there. And, and maybe that would have been done, you know, been in connection with a local dealer, uh, but but we never got to that point, which is fine. But KJ is known for a lot of their innovations, things that they have, their, their systems inside when it comes to how you can configure your grills. While egg has come a long way in the past eight years, 
KJ was really leading the way in all of that. They had a a, a pizza porter, a pizza wedge. They had the rotisserie. Uh, the, you know, there's lots of things that they had, and egg has has begun to catch up with all of that. With as far as the accessories, and a lot of times those accessories were all interchangeable anyway. So if it was for KJ, you could put it in an egg and and vice versa. And it, sometimes you look at that and you think, oh well, that's great. KJ would be better then, right? Well, here's here's the problem that I run into, and and it's it's not a problem with KJ. It's not a problem with their product. It, it's a problem with being blind or visually impaired and having more parts and more complicated system that you have to not only set up correctly, you have to have things lined up, put in right. It, it, it was just very complicated, and a lot of metal parts for the inside of the grill to move around and, and set up when you want to change your cooks. Whereas the egg is is was and is still a much simpler setup and system. You've got your ceramic firebox that goes down into the egg. And then you have your ceramic firing on top of that. You've got a cast iron plate that you can set down in to hold your charcoal. Or you can go with the kick-ash basket system and kick-ash can. And, and, and so there are other things that you can get. But then they've got their expander system. You can still set up with the kick-ash basket. You know, you, you can do a divided firebox where you have charcoal on one side and and nothing on the other so you can do an indirect indirect at the same time with their with the egg expander system it makes it easier for picking up your plate setter which is ceramic yes you can get cast iron uh, plate setter um, but the ceramic is still there uh, for use there's just it's just a simpler system rather than trying to configure all these metal and cast iron parts uh, of the KJ, which if you're sided, it's not a big deal. It really isn't. It's easy uh, to do. But when you're blind or visually impaired, trying to get in there and get all of that taken care of, uh, to me, it was a little bit more complicated and cumbersome. And for the simplistic aspect of things, I really just stuck with and leaned towards the egg for everything that we did for blind grilling and for my personal cooks. Uh, so with all of that said, it's one of those things you just need to go and you need to look and, and, and really find out for yourself what you like, you know, um, just, just watch some of the hype. A lot of folks will say, Oh, KJ is cheaper because egg is everything is a la carte and KJ comes with all these things. Well, uh, yes and no. It's not always cheaper because, first of all, yes, KJ, uh, while the price at first may look a little higher, but then you start adding. If you add side by side, you know, one for one, what comes with the KJ with what come what you know add that to the egg, they'll either be comparable or maybe the egg might be just over. But there are some of those things you don't need. To purchase with the egg. Not only that, egg usually runs a deal where when you purchase an egg, you get 10% of that cost towards accessories. And, and, and that brings that cost down to where, again, the egg ends up being either the same price or a little bit cheaper. 
uh, because you don't have to get some of those accessories that that uh, that sometimes they they talk about. Um, but yeah, with egg, everything is a la carte, right? You, if you want the egg, then you got to buy a nest or a table or something to put it in. You got to get the uh, the plate setter for indirect cooks. You, there are things you have to get separate to be set up to do everything that the egg can do. But a lot of that can be taken care of in part with the discounts you get when you purchase the egg at 10%. And so uh, so those are some things to look for. And then the Egg Fest. Big Green Egg dealers all over the country, in, in practically every state, you will be able to find an Egg Fest, which is where a dealer sells an egg at a discount. You pay for it. You purchase it. And then that egg is going to be cooked on by a cook team that you can go and you can sample and you can taste foods from all these different cooks that have done these amazing uh, foods on the egg. And after that egg fest is over and that egg has been cooked on one time by someone who knows what they're doing, uh, you know, it's cleaned out. You can then take it home and you've got an egg at a discount with full warranty. And so the egg fests are something to look for in your area. And usually they're listed on Big Green Eggs website when those are going to take place in in what areas they're going to be. Uh, but you can, you know, again, you can kind of pre-purchase an egg and get one at a discount, which is a good deal, especially not only for the first time, but maybe you want to add a, add a second egg or you want to upgrade from a smaller one to a larger one or, or even downgrade, right? Um, I mean, there, there are guys that are selling their used eggs for more than they paid for them new, you know, because they're they're ten years old, and they bought them for six hundred dollars, and they're selling them now for eight hundred dollars, just because the value is held and the price of a new one has gone up so much. So, uh, so looking for you know big green eggs for sale on marketplaces. The problem with that buying them used, you don't get the warranty with it. Uh, that's unfortunate, but still. It, you know, it's something you can look for. Uh, and, you know, sometimes you can find a gem that will, you know, you can get it at a fraction of the price and it'll it'll last you for your lifetime and, and do amazing cooks on it. So that's that's kind of the differences and why I, I kind of lean more towards the egg. Nothing against some of the, you know, the KJ or the, or the Primo. Um, it, it's just, it, it is... When it comes to how they cook and and what you can do with them, it's going to be some personal preference, and it's going to be, uh, you know, really understanding some of the simplistic accessories and ways of which you can not only control your fire but you know manage your firebox as opposed to a more complicated way um, and more moving parts. Right, the less moving parts, the better, as far as I'm concerned. And I've talked about that and other things, right? I've gone, look at the the oven that I've gone to. I went to this Z-Line gas stove top electric oven that has no touchscreen at all. It's all old school turn knobs, you know, uh, to turn it on. Even the oven, right? It ha- You know, you can turn it to bake and then turn the knob. I've got a little bump dot so I know where 350, where 400 is. And, you know, I know which one is bake, high bake, low bake, um, you know, uh, 
you know, broil, whatever it is. I know where all those settings are, and I can just turn the knob to it, and and it works. It works. I don't I don't have to run my hand and find a bump down on a touch screen and then accidentally touch something else that's wrong. And old school, simple man. I, as far as I'm concerned, that <laughs> oh man, simple is the way to go. Because I am a very much a simple man, very much. <laughs> and so um, that that certainly is my preference. Uh, you got any other questions, folks? Shoot us an email, info at blindgrilling.com. That is our email address, info at blindgrilling.com. I've got a couple stories lined up for you on our Wednesday episodes. Probably going to skip again this week and go to next week. We'll see how that works out every other week doing the My Story or the Grill Life story uh, on Wednesday drops. And then, of course, on Fridays, back to talking about cooking and and some um, you know tips, tricks, hacks, and different things like that. The podcast is growing. I really do appreciate everybody who tunes in and listens. And when you write, when I respond to you and I tell you thank you, trust me, I sincerely and genuinely mean it. Thank you guys so much. So many kind words and encouragement that I get from all of you guys, and it means a lot to me uh, that that anybody listens. Because <laughs> I go, I can get on here and ramble, uh, but you know, hopefully you get you get something out of it. You get some encouragement, you get some confidence, and and a little bit of knowledge. You know, we'll try to drop some knowledge when we can, as we can, and uh, and go from there. All right, folks. Friends and family gather around and fire up the barbecue. That's going to wrap it up for today. Again, shoot us an email, info at blindgrilling.com. Let us know what you think. Let us know if your team won. The Chiefs lost. Can you believe the Chiefs blew it? Absolutely blew it Thursday night. Oh, so disappointing. But, man. The Detroit Lions actually look good? I can't hardly believe that. All right, folks, remember, if you're looking, you ain't cooking. Don't worry what you got to do. Because if you're looking, you ain't cooking. Fire up the barbecue. Fire up the barbecue.